standing there. How many of you understand the power and the great I am? There's people in here today that are that are in dry seasons. That a portion of their body are carrying dry bones. And sometimes we get in these situations or conditions in our lives, and sometimes we just don't know how to get out of it. Where to turn. We know in our heart who God is. But do we understand who the great I am is? The great I am. When they ask God, who shall I say sent me? He said, tell them I'm the great I am. I am the great I am in healing. I am the great I am in resurrection. I am the great I am in provision. I'm the great I am in all of your life. I am the creator of the heavens and the earth. I am your father. Amen. So if you're in this spot, as many of us have been in our lives in this walk with Christ, this is my prayer for you today. That your bones will be healed. Your hearts will be opened. And your mind, your will, and your emotion, your soul will be given to God as well as your spirit today. Amen. All right, let me pray for you real quick. I'll probably pray two or three more times today. Thank you, Father. Father, we just invite your spirit. Father, we just invite your power and strength. These songs were so fitting today, Lord. Man, it just built me up even more. Because not only are they out there, Lord, but sometimes us being up here and the places of area ministry and serving, Father, that we can become dry as well. Just knowing your word isn't enough, Father. We've got to open our hearts and understand the eternal love and grace and mercy you have on each and every one of us. So, Father, come. Take over this. Father, this isn't about me. This isn't about everyone in here. This isn't about the four walls that we stand in today. Father, we're just going to come with a peace and an ease and just let you have your way. Whatever it looks like, whatever words may be spoken, whatever directions you want to go today, we're going to allow it because you are the great I am. Amen. Praise you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, guys. Oh, man. I almost made it through a worship set without tearing up today. Thank you, guys. All right. Is everybody alive? I'm going to need some interaction in here in this quiet Pentecostal church here. All right. Well, like I said earlier, I've talked to a few people already today, and this is going to be a little bit unorthodox for me. I've got a little bit different flow in a different direction that I want to head today with you guys. Um, I'm going to start out a little bit with some praise reports. How many of you are starting out with a praise reports and always a good thing? So, but it's all going to come back and tie in together. So the meat of the message is just going to be a little bit, but first and foremost, I need to get this out of the way so I don't tear up right away, but I need to wish my wife a happy 34th anniversary today. 
she mentioned it in the car in there, and she just kind of whispered over to me. She goes, Greg, happy anniversary. And she didn't forget it, and I knew she wouldn't. But I honored her so much because on the way here, I've got 9 million things that are running through my head for this moment. Through prayer, rehearsal, through thoughts. And she knows that. She knows me well enough. She's stuck around for 34 years, so either I'm a really good bluffer or she loves me anyway. (laughs) So she just kind of just leaned over and whispered to me because she knew I was in some level of meditation and just going through going through today and, and just letting God just kind of present himself to me and just how this is going to flow. And I hope it flows with a clarity and a thought for all of you. And I'd, like I said earlier, that I'm just going to let things go. I'm just going to let things roll how God foresees it. Like, it's a complete honor for me to stand up here and, and why pastors are, are gone and out of town to... To, to give me the, the respect and the trust and, and both me and Mark and several other people that, that get the opportunity to stand up here at this church service and, and uh, for him to have that trust in a lot of us is, is, is truly an honor for, for especially when, he, when they are away. And <clears throat> I don't know if I'm throwing the cat out of the bag, but Rhett's getting married also today. <laughs> Most of you know that, so... I was telling them in the back room, I told Rhett before he left for Mexico that I said, you're going to never, ever, ever forget November 14th again, Rhett. And he goes, oh, I know it'll be my anniversary. And I said, no, no, no. I said, not only do you have to buy a gift for your wife on November 14th, you have to buy one for Aunt Tracy as well now. (laughs) So you're never going to forget. And if you do, I'll remind you. So he's going on one and we're going on 34. So... That's, that's just awesome. So before I get started here, here's actually where I'm going to lead into my message. And this is, this is truly an honor. So most of you know, but those of you who don't, I'm the lead youth pastor at N3C. We operate Generation Now. Uh, Josh and Nicole run the middle school and the high school for me. And I've got several other disciples and teachers back there that do the ins and the outs back, back there for me. And and uh, all I try to do is just give them the tools and the, the, the opportunities that they need. But they're the meat and bones of, of Generation Now and, and your youth kids. But as uh, we were in a meeting the other day and I got something reminded and I thought it was worthy enough for me to, to start this message out with it pertaining to the youth. So some of you know, uh, I haven't spoke on this for quite a while, but as a youth ministry, as, as Generation Now Youth Ministry, we support a uh, ministry in Belize called LOL, and it's not laugh out loud in your phone. It's love out loud as, the, as a ministry in Belize. And Jervis and Melissa uh, operate that. They do an incredible job down there for unfortunate kids. A lot of kids are in in, in hurt and pain and a lot of family issues, as you can imagine, in a, in a second-world poor country like that. But they're doing an incredible, amazing job down there. And that's one of the ministries as a youth ministry we support. And Jervis has actually been up here a couple times. It's been quite a while, so some of you may know them. But they're awesome people. They do a great job. They have heart for the youth and the kids. They, uh, 
they've got a school there. They try to educate these kids. They house some of them. They clothe some of them. They give shoes to some of them. That's literally in the area that they're at. In certain areas, it's even dangerous, as you can imagine, of what goes on down there in certain areas of Belize. So uh, our hearts go out for them. Uh, the kids pray for them almost on a weekly basis. Um, but this was pretty incredible. I'd gotten told uh, earlier this last week of what how faithful our kids are. Dang it, Kelly. She had mentioned to me in a, in a meeting the other day uh, how faithful our kids are and how faithful you all are to our kids and training up and teaching our kids in the ways of the Lord, but most importantly, tithe and offerings. So this, this next month or this month, next month, next month, we're going to be able to send $1,000 to LOL strictly off the tithe of your children. The hearts that those kids have and understanding, and we've showed videos and teaching that. And I know that in here, it's always spoken that we, we don't pass a hat, we don't come to you. It says you, it's between you and God, and we teach those very same basics to our kids. We teach them exactly what tithe is. That's 10%. Most of them already know that it's not 10% of whatever you have left over. It's 10% of your first fruits. And those kids know that. They give that. I've had kids literally come up to me and start crying because they said, I forgot my tithe today. That's how important they understand what that is in the first fruits of given to God and what they can do. And the offering portion of it, just giving an offering. Offering is anything above the 10%. And back there we can teach them what can an offering be. For all of us, it might be supporting a family or paying a bill or helping them out with some of that stuff. But with our kids, it could be simply drawing a picture. Sometimes we'll sit down and, and pray and have them talk to Holy Spirit and have a vision and understanding the strength and the power of what those kids can draw. And those kids will draw photos and pictures and they'll put them in the tithe box. And Kelly gives them to me. And I look at them and pray over them. I've got... Well, I don't now. When we had an office, I had a desk stacked full of drawings and pictures and notes of what these kids were offering up to God. And it's incredible of what they do back there with their hearts. And, their, and, it, and it's an attribute. And, a, and, a, and thank you guys for instilling the basis and training and teaching these kids up in the ways of the Lord. Because the Bible said they'll never leave it when they grow old. Amen. Amen. So that kind of leads me in kind of where my message is today and understanding and seeing the strength and the power of what those kids truly believe and stand in their faith and seeing some of that. So this last Friday, I got to experience it firsthand and I appreciate C-Dub and, and Kirsty for allowing me to do this. I wasn't sure how powerful and strength uh, strengthful, this was strengthful. Is that a word? I'm talking like a Tulsa. I'm talking, Pastor Darren's rubbing me off. I'm talking like I'm from Oklahoma now. Strengthen these kids in the Word of God and understanding the power and the strength. 
that God carries. And the worship songs are reflecting that today. That's why I was getting so pumped up and feeling the anointing that was coming over me because then that's confirmation to me knowing that that is what I'm supposed to talk about today. Amen. To carry that. Because how many of you know sometimes building up to this moment, building up to these times of saying, God, you be you and I'll be me. Just use me as a vessel. That's all we are is a vessel to God's word in a direction he wants to send us. So teaching these kids... Last Friday, during worship and praise night, we had had the idea, we talked about it earlier, that we had the idea that we were going to have your kids make and create their own anointing oil. And it was incredible. Most of the older kids had already been taught on that. Most of them kind of had a really good idea what that anointing oil meant and what it represented. And we started to do that. So I ran a small video uh, explaining some of the properties and what anointing oil does and, and what it represents and so on and so forth. And Tracy and I got to teach a little bit back there uh, on worship night with the kids. So what we did is we got a base oil. We prayed over base oil and, and put it in a jar. And then we got these right here. <laughs> Most of you have seen some of these in the church or Jerusalem gold, but there's several spices and there's several scents, frankincense, myrrh, so on, cinnamon, cranberry. There's all kinds of different scents in here and they mean a different thing through prayer. So we talk to those kids. What do you want? Do you want boldness? Now, some of the littles, they just went, I want the red and the purple. <laughs> but you know what? Is it anointed? The red and the purple healed my wife's foot back there when they laid hands on her feet. And this, this is a true story. This is earlier in my note, but I'm already on. God, go where you want to go. She took her shoe and her sock off. And I got I, I to gotta deal with I don't like touching my own feet. Uh, Tracy put my socks on for me. No, I don't do that. All right, stay on track, Greg. Stay on track. Stay on track. So... A lot of you know, or some of you know, that Tracy, three or four, three, was April, yeah, it was, yes, April, Tracy had, had slipped and fallen and broke her foot in a couple places, and they had to do an operation and surgery on it, and she was wheeling around on a cart for a month or two, and she had already earlier that, in that time, had already gotten prayed over and, and anointed, well, there's, there's still some healing that's going on in there and some maneuvering that's going on in there. And she just took her shoe and her sock off. We had prayed over it, and she said, now we're going to activate it. I want you kids to understand what that does. What's the meaning behind that? And what was so cool, some of them, some of the older, I, we let the little kids do theirs first so that the older kids can assist and help and serve those, the younger kids. So they were doing some of their, their mixing and trying to read the bottle and, and going through this. And it was so good, the older ones... The older ones were actually reading that and understanding everything that's in their anointing oil and understand the power and the strength of what God does through the Holy Spirit with that oil. So while they're mixing it, Tracy goes, all right, this is what we're going to do. Some of you are going to lay hands. Whoever wants to lay hands on my foot and pray for healing in my foot, come do it. And three or four little girls, three or four little girls a lot of them, we might have had to make another bottle of it, but 
Tracy goes, put a dab in your fingers, just rub it in and, and put your hands on there. Well, I had to clean up the floor. It was anointed so well. But hey, what the ladies do to Jesus' feet? Huh? That bottle cost $30,000 in American money. She got yelled at, ridiculed by disciples. She got, she got yelled at basically by people. What are you doing dumping $30,000 on Jesus' feet and wiping it with your hair? She understood the resurrection and the power of Jesus Christ and where he was headed. She was preparing him to get there. So I was not upset that her foot was soaked with oil. I didn't mind cleaning up the back room floor. That was fine. But those kids understand the power and the strength in that oil. And I got to see the power and the strength of what those kids do. And it's no more, C-Dub said it great the other day. I'm stealing some of your stuff from Friday if you haven't noticed. It's all good. There's no junior Holy Spirit. There's no little Holy Spirit. There's no big Holy Spirit. There's no great big knowledge. I know the Bible Holy Spirit. It's a faith and a trust and the power and strength in the Holy Spirit of what he can do. And I started thinking, you know what, what better people, what better age group, what better generation would there be? No holds barred, pure heart, clear mind, who Jesus Christ is in their lives to pray for us. We don't have all these, these psychological, I know the Bible type stuff, or am I good enough? None of that, none of that runs through their kid's head. There's a reason Jesus said to have the faith of a child. It didn't mean, that doesn't mean to have the faith of nobody that knows anything. They're filled with faith, power, and trust, and strength in the Holy Spirit and who Jesus Christ is. We're all longing to understand. I'm all longing to completely understand that. With no holds barred, no nothing, say, God, just like this morning, God, whatever you want to do in here today, we're going to do it today. I'm not worried about production. I'm not worried about how flow looks. I'm not worried about if everybody in here gets along, if people don't do it. We're going to do in here today what God is supposed to do and wants to do in our lives. Amen? Amen. So they got to mix all their oil, the different spices, listen to teachings. And then they came out. We wanted to show them. And they, they were, listen, even the little ones were so engaged on what they were doing back there and what they did up here. Because at the end of service, C-Dub kind of did an altar call, for a lack of a better word, and those kids were right here, all lined up. Anointed hands with their brand new anointed oil. And almost everybody in that auditorium as an adult came up here, knelt down, and their kids laid a hand on them and prayed for them. That's power and strength in the Holy Spirit right there. Amen? And the way things are going right now, we're going to do it again today. I don't care. (laughs) So if you have your Bibles, let's look at some of this stuff. Let's go over to Ephesians. My eyes are still watering, so give me a second. Let's go over to Ephesians chapter 1. 
verse 19, starting in 19. Riley, there's a possibility I might need another water the way things are rolling, if you don't mind, sir. All right. Thank you. All right. Is everybody there? Verse 19, it says, I also pray. So there's several things in there. Let me back up a little bit. Paul's talking to the Ephesian church right there, and, and I'm, I'm stepping. He's kind of transitioning and talking about power and the strength in God to wisdom and knowledge of what he's doing. So we're transitioning into this, into this scripture. I also pray that you will understand the incredible greatness of God's power for us who believe him. This is the same mighty power that raised Christ from the dead and seated him in the place of honor at God's right hand in the heavenly realms. Now, he is far above any ruler or authority or power or leader or anything else, not only in this world, but also in the world to come. Do you guys get that? It's power over everything. All authority, all knowledge, all bosses, all teachers, all whoever. He's at authority over all. God has put all things under the authority of Christ and has made him head over all things for beneath or for the benefit of the church. And the church is his body. We in church today, church? You the body of Christ today? And the church is his body. It is made full and complete by Christ who fulfills all things everywhere with himself. All things with himself. I want to ask you guys today. Just think to yourself. And this is me. I had to have this spoken to me. This was given to me. Do we completely understand the power and strength that has been given to us by Jesus Christ in the resurrection? Do we understand what we completely have been given? I at times have not. Do we completely understand what that scripture is trying to say? I looked up some other versions in the Bible, and, and, and in some of that scripture, I believe back in 19 or 20, they used the word demonstrates. And that word demonstrate is the word energio, which means working. God's power and strength is working in us through him. It's working in us. It's dwelling on the inside of us. He, God's demonstrating his power within us. God is working in us through the power of the Holy Spirit. That word energio, actually, we get our words, energy and strength from. So are we demonstrating, are we working in the power of the Holy Spirit that God has given us through his son, Jesus Christ, and the love and the resurrection for us. Amen? That's deep. It's awful quiet in here. Give me a hallelujah, shout, clap, something. There we go. All right, Janiah. I can always trust Janiah will yell. All right. Let's go over to John. This is such a, it's such a simple scripture to me. 
but it has so much meat into it of where we are, where we can be, and what we can supposed to do. And Jesus is speaking right here. It says this, I tell you the truth. How many of you know Jesus tells the truth? Anyone who believes in me, anyone who believes in me will do the same works I have done. Now think about that for a minute. There's a little more to the scripture. You're going to do the same work that Jesus did? Are you kidding? I know me. Unfortunately, some of you know me. Some of you seen my checkered past. Some of you know my checkered past. And it tells me right here, tells me that Jesus is telling the truth, that I'm going to do the works that he has done. Wow, that's a big pill to swallow sometimes. Now look at this. And even greater works because I am going to be with the Father. You can ask for anything in my name and I will do anything and I will do do it so the Son can bring glory to the Father. Yes, ask me for anything in my name and I will do it. Now we're going to do greater works. Now I've looked some of this up and I know in the past we've talked a little, little bit about this, but it it's still, every time I read it, baffles me and opens my eyes. It humbles me before Jesus. That word greater works doesn't necessarily mean bigger works. That word greater works means we're going to do more of them because there's more of us. Does that make sense? None of us have been resurrected. We're not going to do a greater work than that. But we're going to be called because of him to do the same work and more of Jesus Christ's work than we've ever done before. How many of you know this world and this earth and the condition of direction we're going, we need to do greater works. We need to do greater works. And he's given us the power and authority to do that. Power and authority to do that. So do you completely understand the power of God in our lives? How many of you know sometimes the works that God's called us to do doesn't necessarily end up in the results we think it wants to be? Did you hear me there? How many of you know the works you're supposed to do, but they don't end up in the results you think it's supposed to be? And sometimes that's hard. Sometimes that's tough. All right. The other day, well, we were talking about it in the back a little bit, and this has touched everyone in here, but I've got a recent perfect example of some of this. And again, we all know the conditions of people's lives and the effectiveness of viruses and the things that are going around and the things that we've been told and the things that we're going through. 
Some of it's affected others more than others in different ways and different experiences and, and things like that. And it, Tracy and I had to go through, through a certain level of that as well in our lives here recently. And there's so many emotions to go through that when we're going through trials, when we're going through tough spots, when we're going through areas of not understanding sometimes. How do we do that? How do we go through that when the results that we're praying and wishing for are not always the results that don't happen that we expect to happen? Because it has affected everybody. And my wife was sick. And the emotions that I was feeling and the the progression and the direction that some of it was, and I'm going to be very, very shallow and, and not get into too much vulnerability here because I believe it someday at somewhere at some point in time my wife's going to have a huge testimony because of it so I'm not going to completely dig into detail on some of that but for me outside looking in I kind of went through a progression through some of that stuff I got nervous I was upset and, and listen I, I continued to pray I mean, I, I, I wasn't upset with God. I was upset to the, at, the, at the circumstances. I was upset with what was going on because I didn't understand it and how it was affecting me outside looking in. And then I would see here wondering, if it's affecting me this way, how, how is this junk affecting her? And there was a transition there. Now, at any point in time, I would believe that any husband in here would to try to manage and to take care of their spouse in any direction, in the way, shape, or form. I hope. But there was, there was a transition in there that was kind of taking place. And I'm not going to, I'm not speaking life or anything in this, but there was some, let me say there were some ups and down moments that Tracy and I were experiencing. And things were, Things were unclear in my situation of the direction. And I knew what I prayed. So why wasn't this happening? Why was this not happening? I know what I prayed. I know what I believe. I just read the truth of what God said. I'd asked Jesus Christ for it. That he's going to go to my father in heaven and give me that. But yet you're still dealing with the things right here. That's right here in front of you. And listen, it doesn't have to be this junk that we're dealing with on this earth. It could be any moment in time. We've got all of our situations. It could be anything across the board. We've all had some tough times and circumstances that we didn't understand. But we've got to understand the power and the strength of God. And he's got this. And he's got this because of our faith and trust in him working through us. So I had begun to start thinking a little bit and going through some of that processes. And I I would start to see my wife. And listen, I said earlier, I've been married to her 34 years. So when when something's wrong or when something's out of whack or something's, something's going on with her, we pretty much know something's going on or something's out of whack or something's wrong with one another. And I turned and I, I through, through this whole thing, I kept praying. I kept understanding. 
I kept standing on the word. I, I, I was repeating internally some of the scriptures that I have memorized and just kind of putting them out there, just kind of throwing them out there, just putting it out there. But there was something that changed in the middle of that. I had had a little bit of worry and nervousness of where she was kind of going up and down with this junk. And I started to had to fight. I started to had to fight. And I explained to her, I was very forthright. I was very to the point. I was very abrupt at times. And I kept telling her, look, I'm, I'm not mad at you. I'm not upset at you. I'm mad at what you have. And I want to help you get through it. So I had to press into her. How many of you know, ladies, how many of you know how strong-willed she can be? <laughs> but I saw some of that start going down a little bit. Start having some little bit different conversations. And I had made it up, made up that point that I said, God, I need the power and strength to do in me what I need to do for her. And I had to fight. And I told her I had to, you've got to do this. And she didn't want to do it in the condition she was in. You have to have this. And she didn't want to do it. You've got to do this. I don't want to do it. I don't feel like it. And it got to a point, never an argument, but it got to a point of basically me saying, I understand your condition, but you're going to do this. End of story. But it was completely 100% of understanding where I stood in the power and strength of God. And I was revealing his love to my wife. Amen. And she'll, she'll say that. She'll tell you that. Sometimes we got to take that power and strength through the love of Jesus Christ to get these situations and these circumstances in the direction God wants them to be. Amen. Not how we want to react to. Amen. Are you with me? So through this process, it, it, it wasn't until after the fact, and praise God, she is completely, not, am I stepping on it? She's in the process and almost in the middle of 100% complete healing. But through this process, after this went through and I was... I was trying to dive in and dig in and just trying to understand how great God is and the strength and the power that he has in our lives. He had given me three P's, three, three P's, three words that start with P's, not, not, or four, not green P's. We were eating fine still. I just had to force her to eat. <laughs> four words that begin with P. And the, and the, and the one, first and foremost is the one we've been touching on right now. But he had shown me I needed to understand the power of God. And I thought I've had that the whole time. I, you know, when you accept Jesus Christ, you know the God Almighty, the great I am. We hear all of that. But are we just hearing it or are we believing and seeing and, and trusting in it and activating it? I had to begin to activate the power of God to her through his love. I was speaking words, but my actions, my works, the stuff that God was trying to tell me to do through the power he's given me, I had to start putting it to work, to putting it to use. Are y'all with me? So the first, we got to understand the power of God. 
The second, protection. I'll just give them to you and then we'll go back. The second is protection. Or sorry, preparation. The second is preparation. The third is protection. And the fourth is peace. That's what I believe in my specific circumstances where God was taking me. And I don't believe that it wouldn't happen in any of a lot of our circumstances and the trials and the tribulations that we go through here on this, on this life. So I won't touch on this very long. We've already been hitting the power and the strength of God. But first, the power of God. We've been touching on it a little bit. But there's some of those things of understanding the power of God that was hindering me to completely understand it. Like I said earlier, I know me. Am I reading the word well enough? What have I done wrong sometimes when, when my expectations don't meet God's expectations and I don't get to see the results I want? What did I do wrong, God? What did I say? Anybody been there? Like, man, what else am I supposed to do? God doesn't hold us a standard on His healing. It's timing. It's His timing. It's understanding that of what we're supposed to do. Secondly, or excuse me, we simply need to believe in the power, the strength He has given us. How many of you have heard the story about the lady, and I'm going to touch on it. Go back and read it if you want to. But the lady was trying to get to Jesus Christ. He's walking. He's walking through the, the, the streets, and the lady was reaching out. It was just, I just need to get to Jesus, but all she wanted to do is touch his garment. Just, man, if I, could, if I could just get close to him, he'll just reveal himself to me, his power and strength. And what happened? She retouched his garment, and he turns around and went, the power just left out of my body. Where did it go? Who, who did that go into? Her. Standing in faith through what she was going through. If we could just reach out to him. If, I, if you could just reach out and touch his garment. The power of Jesus Christ can leave him into you. Amen. Are you with me? That's part of the preparation. That's part of the understanding through faith of, of what we can do. So second is that preparation. The condition of our heart to just love like Jesus Christ loved us. We can't have faith with a complete hardened heart. It's the condition of our heart understanding who Jesus Christ that's the power and the strength. It's the love of Jesus Christ and the resurrection and the life that he carried for himself for us. That's where it comes from. God gave Jesus all authority over everything. How many of you want complete authority and power over everything through the love of Jesus Christ? So there's a preparation we have to do. We have to condition ourselves to understand that, to receive that, to get a hold of that. <laughs> I didn't always look as if I was responding out of love towards my wife, or at least I felt that way. That you have to do this, that you have to push through this. And she came to me before I really even said anything, and she thanked me for what I did. 
and I don't, I don't understand some of this all the way yet, but she said there's sometimes there's not a lot of people that would have done what you did, and this is not, I don't want any recognition for whatsoever for this. It was what God did through me, and I had to just prepare myself to do what he told me to do. Amen? And she thanked me for what I did, even when I was feeling like, man, am I being pushy? Am I being grouchy? Am I doing the wrong things? Am I saying the wrong things? Am I not helping her enough? But that was exactly what she needed. It just wasn't what reaction I thought God was going to do. That's what she received from God. I had to prepare myself and prepare my heart to receive whatever God took me to and had to accept his outcome. Amen? All right. Where are we at? Preparation. After preparation, the protection of God. She was protected. Spoken words, prayer, we went through things. We knew the power and the strength of God. He's given this, rolling this in there, and we're speaking it together with one another, and, the, and, the, and it's coming through. The protection of God. The Holy Spirit himself. What does the Bible say about the Holy Spirit? That I will send a helper and a protector. He's there within all of us. Even though sometimes we start feeling vulnerable in certain circumstances. Start feeling unsure of ourselves or the circumstances that surround us. But we've got to understand if we've prepared for the love of Jesus Christ, he's already protecting us. That protection may not look like what we want, think it's going to look like, but he is. He's sending his Holy Spirit protector, a helper to get through these things, to love one another, to walk through these things, especially in some of the times and the situations we're all going through today. We've got to be ready for that. And finally, peace. Finally, peace comes and it sets in. I don't remember exactly through our circumstances of where that is. But I believe once she understood the things that I was trying to do to help us get through this fight and battle, an immediate holy peace set in. And I'm not going to dig in and dwell in this stuff. A holy peace is the peace of God. That... The peace that we sometimes think about is sitting in your Barker lounger and your shorts and flip-flops, which I'm going to do a little bit later and watch football. That's earthly. That, that, that's as good as it's going to get for an earthly peace. But that holy peace that sets over the top of you, body, God's just saying, man, I love you. I'm working in you. Now rest in me. Rest in me. Amen? All right, I got to roll because I wanted to do something and I may not get it done. All right, uh, let's go to Isaiah. Chapter 41 and verse 10. Shoot, I may not get her done, Riley. I got two more pages of notes. So it says this in verse 10. Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. 
I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Amen. Man, that hits all of us right there. The promises of the protection that he's given us. The promises and the protection that he's given us. Then that peace, the promises and the protection. And realizing that and that peace just covers us and overwhelms us. In John, you don't have to go there for sake of time, but in John 14, 27, it says, I am leaving you with a gift, peace of mind and heart. And the peace I give is a gift. The whole world cannot give. So don't be troubled or afraid. The peace he's given us is not from this world. You can't get peace from everybody else. You get a peace from God. And it's a gift given by him. So you can't refuse a gift. How many of you refuse gifts? There's a peace that sets over and top upon all of us. Through these troubled times and through these situations. The understanding of the power of God which leads to the preparation through him. Then the protection of our lives will produce peace in God. See, you all are sitting in a place of power. You're 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 in a place of power. Are we going to take it? Are we going to use it? Are we just going to swallow it on these inside of these four walls? Or are we going to go out? On any given Sunday, we learn this stuff. But on any given Sunday, what we learn in here needs to go out there the other six days. That's where it needs to go. Who knows what's happening on any given Sunday in here? But I promise you, what we have in here needs to be shown out there. Amen? Amen? Rightly, I am going to do it. If you... That's, it's too powerful for me to, to stop. So what I'm going to do here, and I haven't done this a whole lot. I needed it to settle through this message, but I'm still too pumped up not to do it. So like I said earlier, this week, or this Friday, we got to do an altar call with some adults. With the power and the strength of the anointing through our kids' faith and determination. And what's going to happen here in a moment when these kids come in here, I'm going to have them line up in front. I've got the anointing. I've got the anointing all right here. And they're going to anoint their hands. Now, I can't promise you. I know she's teaching a little bit about that back there. And I promise you they're going to come in here hot, ready, and heavy. And I've done this before. My wife's experienced it twice firsthand of the healing power of what these kids can do through the power of the Holy Spirit. 
And I normally don't do this, but on the inside of me right now, we're going to do it. Humble yourself. Check your heart and see where you're at. The faith and the love and the power and the strength that these kids possess, believe me, you want some. C-Dub said it great on Friday in Isaiah. It said the Holy Spirit. Sorry, Wags, I should have called you. The Holy Spirit. When you're anointed with the Holy Spirit, it breaks bondage. It breaks the yoke that all of us are carrying. The power and the strength through the Holy Spirit breaks those things. Now, I don't know what any of you are dealing with. I don't know what you're going through or the situation. The only thing that I truly do know is we all need to understand the full measure and the power and the strength of Jesus Christ and the love of the Holy Spirit. If you'll give them some of this anointing oil, just let them all touch whatever they want in there. Here's what I'd like to do. This is a bigger class than I thought we were going to have today. Yeah, yeah, you can just, yeah, thanks, honey. I didn't even think about this. Scoot down a little bit, Bri. There, girl, thank you. There we go. So here's what I want to do. Obviously, this isn't going to be a normal altar call. Would you, would you help too, please? Yeah, yeah, any of you, yes. Miss Christina is on the prayer team too. If you're dealing with a yoke on your back that you're ready to release, if you're dealing with dry bones or in a dry season and you're needing answers or understanding, today's the day. Today's the day. And what I'd like to do is just let you slowly flow through these kids and they're going to reach out their hands. I don't want everybody's sleeves or arms all oily <laughs> so we're not going to physically anoint every one of your shirts but what I want them to do is to understand you guys understand what this oil is representing y'all ready kids are you ready to break the bondage and the yoke of the enemy are you ready to pray for your mothers your fathers your grandparents these adults in here today are you ready okay what we're going to do is I want to Let's start right here. We can just go in this lane. If you want to, just come back around, and I want you to just walk through and just let these kids just slowly pray. I want them to stretch out their hands and then just slowly pray for everyone that walks through, and then we can just go back to our seats and auditoriums. So kids, just begin to pray for whoever walks by. Begin those words that we're going to break the yoke of bondage right now. Understand the power. Understand the strength. Understand the wisdom. Stretch out your hands to each and every one of them that comes by. If, you, if they want your touch, if they want your hands, let them touch. Let them feel the power and the strength. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Just keep praying. Keep praying. The power and the strength in your kids. Kids, you know your unconditional love, your hearts. The faith of a child is being lifted into these people if they want you to touch let them touch let them touch the anointing oil let them feel the power and the strength of the holy spirit that dwells on the inside of these young kids thank you father thank you father thank you father praise jesus holy spirit
come. Have your way, Father. Bondage is being broken right now. God's saying there's new beginnings in here today for somebody. There's new beginnings in here today for somebody. A new revelation in the resurrection of Jesus Christ is coming today. I should have mentioned earlier if any of you are needing any additional prayer or specific prayer that might be a little bit higher appropriate age group Miss Christina's over here and she will pray with you too individually she'll anoint you with oil too if you want her to but she is available for right here my wife's right here there's a lot of other people in here Kirsty, C-Dub there's a lot of people in here that will pray with you if you just ask so come find anybody if you're needing further prayer for any circumstance But it all starts right now. The belief and the trust in Jesus Christ and the power and the strength is beginning right here in your lives. Praise you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. How great is God to sit here and witness the greatest miracle that he's doing in our lives. That he's pouring out our love and his hope on the inside of us. to the power and the strength of Jesus Christ. You're preparing yourself to receive. God's protection is upon you as you step up in a vulnerable state to share your faith and your love, your hurt, your pains and honor. And now what you're experiencing through this anointing is the peace of Jesus Christ on you right now through the Holy Spirit. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father.
breathe this all over you. Just continue to come through. Accept the power and the anointing of the Holy Spirit by these powerful young kids. Second Peter, verse 1. Start in verse 3, it says, By His divine power, God has given us everything we need for living a godly life. We have received all this by coming to know Him, the One who called us to Himself by means of His marvelous glory and excellence. And because of His glory and excellence, He has given us great and precious promises. These are the promises that enable you to share His divine nature and escape the world's corruption caused by human desires. In view of all of this, make every effort to respond to God's promises. Supplement your faith with a generous provision of moral excellence and moral excellence with knowledge and knowledge with self-control and self-control with patience, endurance, and patient endurance with godless and godlessness with brotherly affection and brotherly affection with love for everyone. The more you grow like this, the more productive and useful you will be in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Take that with you today. Breathe that into your life. That's the power and the strength of the love of God that He wants you to have. That He sees you carrying with. We thank you. Praise you, Father. As we're closing out here, these last final people, Miss Abby will, once we get through prayer line, I'm standing up here preaching, and why don't I go get some myself? Huh? Give me some power. Give me some strength. You got some anointing on you? You got some anointing on you? Why are your hands so soft? Huh? Let me see here. Look at the power coming. Look at the power coming. Look at the power. Unconditional love and faith in Jesus Christ right here. Right, Court? Right, brother? You understand this, don't you? Right, buddy? Yes. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Guys, if you want to go through, go with Miss Abby to the back, and, and you guys will start getting checked out, and we'll close out, okay? Thanks, Trent. Thanks, buddy. You got some oil? Thanks for your power. You got strength and the love of God in you? Huh? I'll take some, buddy. I'll take it. I'll take it. I'll take it. I'll take it. power and strength to Jesus? Yes, I know you do. Yes, ma'am. Okay, go with your class. Run. Man, God's so good. 
It's amazing what he can do when we step out of the way and just be a vessel. Amen. Amen. So guys, I love you so much. Thank you for your time. Have a great Sunday and a great weekend. I appreciate it. Remember the love of Jesus Christ and the power and the strength that you walk in. I'm going to hand it over to my lovely... I was going to call you sis, but...